Hey church, Pastor Eric here, and I'm just so glad that you're joining us on our podcast today. I just pray that this message will stir up your faith, build you up, and just move you closer to the Father's heart. If you want to learn more about us as a church or would like to get further connected, you can visit us at our website at oasischurchchicago.com, download our app, Oasis Church Chicago, and also join us on YouTube for our live streams on Sundays and Wednesdays. We hope you find this message to be encouraging and life-giving. Now here's today's message from Pastor JP. John Mark was sharing um, in Malachi, and I just want to go back to that as we give today. This is not to manipulate. This is not to do anything. I just want to share a powerful truth. Um, It says this, Bring the full tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house, and thereby put me to the test, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open the windows of heaven for you and pour down for you a blessing until there is no need. This is the scripture verse that You've heard oftentimes in church, if you've grown up, when it comes to giving to God, that this is the place where you can test God. This is the only place you can test God. And it says something so profound that as you give, as you come with your tithes and your offerings, as you come with a gift unto the Lord, that what, what happens in your life, that when you become a person of generosity, of giving, of understanding and catching tithing and giving offerings, what happens is this, is an open heaven comes up over your life. It says that an actual open heaven opens up. It says, I will open up all of heaven. I will, I, will, I will open. The same word there is used when Jesus comes up out of the water and the Holy Spirit comes and ascends upon him right there in the beginning of his ministry. It activated him. It did something. And so as we give, it's not because the church needs your money. I trust God for whatever he wants to do in this house, regardless of the generosity of each one of us. But I would rather God open up the heavens upon your life. I desire that for your life. He desires that for your life, that an open heaven would live over you. This is what breaks off scarcity. Maybe I should just teach on tithes and offerings today, should I? Can we turn the lights on, Sean, please? Um, Thank you so much, team back there. But when you give, it opens up heaven. It breaks scarcity. It breaks a poverty mindset. It breaks a a, a depressed spirit. It it breaks an an anxious-filled spirit. Because see, when an open heaven happens, you get all of heaven. It's a direct access right up to the heavens. This is possible here now. Anybody else thankful that we... Good night. Like, come on, what are we living for? What are we living for? To get a good message today? To to get a good little spirit in charge? Like, no, I'm living for open heavens. I'm living to have heaven on earth here. And so when we give, it opens up heaven over my life. You know why Rach and I... like. We should not be where we're at today. I'll just say it that way. Like, we should not have the things that we have in our life. I'm not just talking materialistic things. That is not what the kingdom's all about. It's about it, right? It says, look at the birds of the air. Look at the, the, the flowers. In the f- They're all taken care of. But when I understand, like, when, when, when Rachel and I got married, I said, Rach, we are going to give Every week, we're going to give the first thing that we do when we get paid in our house is we give it to God. We stop. We say, Lord, here is our tithes because you know what I want for my family? An open heaven. You know what I want for my son, Titus, to run and be, be under? An open heaven. Well, you know what I want for my daughter, Eden? To live under an open heaven. And you know how that happens? By the generosity and the giving of her parents and of his parents. And so the same, is this okay today? That, that we're such a people that wonder why, and this is not to get more money, but this is to go, man, why do I feel so anxious? Why do I live with such a scarcity mindset? 
Why am I not a person of generosity when pastor talks about it? Why don't I fight for the bill to pay over lunches with friends? I want to run with people that fight over the bill at lunch. And some of you, I've been to lunch with you, so don't feel bad right now. I want to run with people that like, no, 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 no. I don't care what's it. I don't care what my bank account says. I don't care what number zero is, is not added there. Like I, I, I just, I want to live in the kingdom of God. I want to be a person of generosity. And it happens when we become people that come forth and say, God, I'm going to give you this. I'm going to give you this. I don't know how you're going to do it. I don't know how you're going to make it. I, I make it happen, but I trust you. So open up heaven right now. It says, open up, put the Lord to the test. You know how many times I've tested the Lord? Every time I give. You know what it's saying? I'm testing you. And you know what he does? I'm coming to meet you. I'm coming to meet you. He doesn't fail. He does not fail his own test. How many of you know that to be true? God cannot fail his own test. <laughs> so give today, yeah? If you don't call this place home, if this is not your home church, give to your home church in Jesus' name. But give. Can we give today? I'm gonna, can we give today? Amen. Amen. All right. We, we don't have much time. But I, I am. Oh, man. What a powerful time of prayer. How many of you were ministered today? How many of you were ministered today? You know, last week was Resurrection Sunday. Wasn't that last week? That was last week, right? Gosh, this, these days are just going really fast. The resurrected power that happened last Sunday is still happening right now. Come on, it's still happening right now. It's still available for us right now. Come on, that's why we can clap. That's why we can rejoice. That's why we can be hopeful, regardless of what we're trapped in today. We can be hopeful in Jesus today because he's been raised to life, and he's called us to be raised to life with him in Jesus' name. Amen? I am going to probably get halfway through this message. You might be off the hook next week, Pastor Nick. I might have to preach this one and come back. We'll see. Turn to Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. This is so fun. <laughs> Just doing whatever the Holy Spirit tells us to do. We're going to talk about faith today. This is the paradox of faith. We've been in a series, if you're here for the first time, talking about uh, different things of the kingdom that when first heard, they don't really make sense. But when you investigate them, when you go deeper with them, they actually become a reality of the kingdom in your lives. They actually can become real. And so we've been talking about all sorts of things, wisdom, and um, I'm forgetting the other one so far in Jesus' name. What have, we been what have I been preaching about? Resurrection Sunday in Jesus' name. <laughs> I'm having a brain cramp right now, like full-blown. Anyways, they've all been good. Go listen to them. <laughs> but we really felt like as a body, as a church, you know, I, I don't want to, um, I just said I don't want to run with people that aren't filled with generosity. I also, I also want God to create, and I think he's doing it. I want to, I want to see a body that's hungry. Hungry for God. That's all, that's all he wants. You know, in the world, we'll probably teach this, in the world, you get hungry by not eating. But in the kingdom, you get hungry by continuing to eat. So there was a, there's a desire to train us and equip us. You know, on Vision Sunday, I said that, that this has to be stronger than that. I used the, the quote there. Um, 
of a great man of faith. He's looking over the fields to the, the German army and he's creating a school there. And he says, this school, this place of equipping, discipling, raising up has to be stronger than that if we're gonna ever change what's happening down there. And I really believe the Lord is equipping us as a house, equipping us and, and building us up to be strong, to be connected, to know God and to share it with others, yeah? This is, this is what we desire. So faith today, let's read this paradox. In the world, we look with our eyes and we see everything that is happening and we respond. But in the kingdom of God, we hear the word of the Lord and obey in faith, yeah? So in the world, you, you live by faith by seeing everything happening and you respond to what you see. But in the kingdom, you hear the word of the Lord and then you obey it. Yeah, this is completely different. It's completely upside down from how the world operates. To live in the kingdom of God is to live by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Living in the kingdom requires that we hear the word of God and live by it. In the kingdom, God's word is what makes sense of our existence. This requires a constant reorientation to the truth of God, to live in this kingdom and to see God's word with the eyes of faith. This is a perspective message. This is a perspective shift for us. I believe that. Faith is more, is more so a perspective that we see the world from rather than a spiritual gadget we use when we need it. Today, I'm just going to operate my faith because I'm broke. Today, I'm going to call upon Jesus because I'm pulled over and the cops are going to give me a ticket. Today, I'm going to operate in faith because I'm really hoping the Bulls pull this series off. Right? There's, there's, no, 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 no. It's not this gadget that we just pull up when we're in need, when we're in lack. And those are funny examples, but like, this is, this is a perspective change. This is a shifting of eyes. This is a shifting of spirit to see the kingdom of God unfold in our lives every single day. This is, this is the faith we're talking about today. And this is the faith that God invites us into. Faith is what moves the heart of God. Did you know that? Did you know that? That it pleases God. Faith, when operated in, it is what pleases God. I'm not talking about saving faith today, which is so precious and beautiful. The thing that like, when you recognize Jesus, when you saw Jesus and you said yes to Jesus, that's saving faith. I'm talking about the faith that we live out every single day. The faith that we gain and then we live out. Yes? I'm speaking of this faith today. The faith of resting in the reality of living from every word of God, living and believing from the words and the truth of God for our lives, circumstances, and situations. Being a people that are worthy of the gospel. That are people that are so faith-filled with the word of God that we get to the final moment of our life when we meet Jesus face-to-face and he says, well done. Well done. Come on, how many of you want to hear those words? Every hand should go up, please. Faith to believe for God to, to move, hanging on the words of Jesus. Having a kingdom mind, hello, that lives from knowing God and produce a life that is full of the kingdom of God, hearing God speak and going forth. Living from a position of faith that pulls down heaven into the earth. Y'all, y'all don't hear me. Living from a faith-filled heart that literally pulls down what is in heaven to earth. This is why Jesus says, pray that my will be done, that heaven comes to earth, right? right? That what happens in heaven, it will happen here on earth. Faith says there are great things happening in the heavens where, where God reigns, yes? There are great things happening up there. And I, because of the faith that is in me, because of the hope that's in me, because the power of the resurrected Christ in me, I get to pull those things down to this earth. That's faith. 
the currency of heaven being brought into our day. And so faith, this, this, this moment of time is unfortunately in these days being lost. And I'm not talking about the world. Notice what I said, it's not saving faith. Faith in the church. We keep showing up and we're wondering why things aren't changing. We're disappointed. We're more filled with despair than some people I know in the world. Why? Because we're filling our lives with a whole bunch of stuff apart from the words of God. Now, people are choosing to be overwhelmed with the problems of life or the rushings of the world systems or the chaos of the last few years and allowing those things to be the guidance of their faith. I'm guilty of this, guys. This is not me just up here like, like this is what's happening to our faith. People are seeing issues and emotions and problems and giving weight to them. Are you listening? People are seeing problems and emotions and fears and the body of Christ is giving weight to them and then functioning through those lenses to, to, to determine how their life is going to go. Uh, Bill Johnson said this many years ago. I heard him say this and it, and it hit me again recently in the last couple of weeks. He says this, he's a pastor out in Bethel. He says this, when I listen to the voice of a problem more than listening to the voice of the Lord, faith will always be an uphill battle. Faith will always be an uphill battle. If I receive my counsel from the difficulties of life, my life will be shaped by inferior things. You want me to say that again? That, that, that when I listen to the voice of a problem or problems or 2020, 2021, 2022, if I listen to that stuff, then listening to the voice of the Lord over my life, for my life, in my heart, then faith is always going to be an uphill battle for any one of us that do that. If I, he says, if I receive my counsel from the difficulties of life, my life will be shaped by inferior things. We need to be a people that elevate our heads up out of the water. We need to be a people that get our eyes off of right here. The, 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 the voice of evil would love for us to just get our eyes fixated on what's happening right here. But heaven is calling us to elevate our eyes, to look up to lift our heads up, to look up to him, the one that will complete this thing, the one that will do this thing, the one that is faithful to the end. Yes, there is a time and a calling today for the body of Jesus Christ to stop looking here. Better yet, stop looking here and start looking up and start to say, that is what I hope in. That is what I lean into. The words of God, my father, that is what I'm going to hold on to, regardless of all the natural things happening. Because it is faith that I hold on to. Yeah? Hebrews 11.1. 1. Here we go. I got a few minutes. You, you all right? That was my introduction. Like, when did we forget that God has a solution to every problem? We're allowing problems to be our deter the, the, the determination of how we operate in the kingdom? You know why? Because we're not leaning into the Father, into his words. All right, Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the convictions of things not seen. That's the scripture verse today in Jesus' name. Now faith is the things hoped for, the assurance of things hoped for. Everyone say assurance. Other translations say substance. Now, now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. 
Okay, let me walk through this. Guys, today I'm probably just going to close in a weird way and we'll come back next week and pick it back up. You okay with that? Like, I'm probably going to stop midway through the sermon. It's not going to be some articulate, clear quote. Okay? You all right? Cool. Praise the Lord. Faith is the substance or the assurance of things hoped for. I called the wise David Campbell. How many of you remember Pastor David Campbell that came from Canada? He is my, um, uh, what's the thing? Retainer. He's my uh, retainer of, of all things Greek. I call him and I'm like, I need to know what this Greek is, like what this word means. And he gives it to me right away. Anybody thankful for friends like that? No, just me. I'm thankful for friends that give me Greek insight. Okay, so faith is the substance, assurance of things hoped for. The key word is substance here, which which represents the Greek word, hypostasis. Hypostasis. Now listen, lean into this for just a second. This word is used twice elsewhere in the book of Hebrews. The same word is used twice in the book of Hebrews. According to Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3, the Son, speaking of Jesus, is the exact representation of the Father. Now, I know I sound like I'm teaching in a class right now, but this is rich. He's the exact represent, representation of God's substance. So when Jesus came, he was the exact representation of who God the Father is in heaven. Yes? Also, in Hebrews 3, verse, uh, verse 14, Believers share in Christ only if they hold fast the beginning of their substance to the end. So believers share in Christ only if they hold fast the beginning of their hypostasis to the end. In the Greek language, this word originally meant that which supports something. That which supports something. But, but it came to refer to a more figurative sense of the word. That word substance came to refer to this. The underlying reality... So the underlying reality, the thing that is actually real, the underlying reality behind a thing, behind a thing. So Christ is pictured in in chapter one, verse three, as the exact representation of the reality, substance, or being of God. The eternal reality of who and what God is is in the eternal unseen realm is made physical, earthly reality in Christ. So why am I explaining this? What God did was he sent Jesus and Jesus was the exact representation of the father. And so when Jesus came to earth, you okay? It was the substance of everything that was happening in heaven. It was here on earth because of Jesus. It was the exact representation. In the same way, the things that exist in the eternal realm, I'm going to use the word unseen realm, the things that we can't see with the natural eye, the, the, the same way that the, the, the things that exist in the eternal realm, the things hoped for, the things we do not yet possess, are made into flesh and blood reality in the lives of individual believers in Christ through the exercise of faith. Faith is what brings the substance of heaven here to this earth. That in me, when I operate in faith, when you operate in faith, it brings the substance, the reality, the underlying, this is rich, the underlying reality of what is happening in heaven, it brings it to this earth. This is why we can be a house that talks about heaven coming to earth today. I'm not waiting for him to return. I want him to return. I look forward to the day he returns. It's going to be incredibly awesome. But I have a commission today. You have a commission today to bring heaven to earth now. And how that happens is through faith. And the reason why I believe that the world is getting darker is because the church is not shining brighter because the church has lost the understanding of living out a faith-filled life. But if we understand to be the thing that, that is the exact, it's the representation of what Jesus... You with me? 
As Christ brings the invisible substance of God into this physical world, so faith brings the things we do not yet possess into our possession. Did you catch that? Faith brings what I do not have yet into my possession. It's faith that brings it in. Our faith in Christ reaches out for and secures what is real in the invisible world and brings it into the physical reality of this present world. Guys, this is faith. What is, the, what is real in the eternal world but has no substance in the material world here gains substance through the exercising of faith. You're wondering why your, your apartment is crazy dysfunctional? How are you operating in faith in that apartment? How are you bringing heaven to earth in your apartment with your roommates, with your spouse? Okay. It's this substance which enables the heroes of faith there in chapter 11 of Hebrews, which I really want you to go home and read that for this entire week. Go home and read Hebrews chapter 11. Just get stirred by men and women of faith. It's, the, it's, the, it's incredible. So, so whose lives are recorded there in chapter 11 unfolds to conquer everything the world threw against them and still emerge victorious, whether in life or death. It is because their understanding of holding on to faith that because of all the things they faced, everything that went up against them, they were able to endure it because they understood what faith was. In another uh, translation of that word, the word hypostasis was also used to refer to the, uh, the word of what would be a title deed of a property. How many of you have a deed for your home? Anybody own a home, have a deed? Yes, yes, yes. You know what I'm talking about. For some of you, you don't understand. When you get that deed, you're like, what are you talking about? I don't even know. I'm just trying to make it. In Jesus' name, you will make it. You will have a home in one, one day in Jesus' name, I hope. That's a good word. You receive that. So the word also refers to the title deed to a property. The title deed represented the underlying reality, the substance laying behind our claim to a piece of real estate or a building. If you have the deed, you own it. It's yours. When I get the deed to my vehicle, that's mine. Ain't no bank coming to take that thing from me. I've paid it all. I got it all paid. Like, that is mine. You with me? Okay. This title deed guaranteed our possession of the property. Faith arises in our hearts when we hear the word of God and the good news of the gospel, right? Romans 10, 17 says this, faith comes from hearing, yes, hearing, and hearing through the word of Christ. Why am I bringing this up? The word gives us the possession of the eternal here and now. The word is our deed. It is our title. The word has been given to me. You know how it's been given to me? Because I'm a son. I get all access to every part of that word of God. I get all access past the entire word of God in faith. So I get to have the informing of the word of God and the promises of the word of God to me because I'm a son. That, are you with me? That I don't have to read this word and hear about, hear about anxiety not holding me and be like, oh, that's for somebody else. No, it's for me. When I, when I open this word and I hear that I can go and I can give my money away and be blessed because of it, I believe it and I get it because that is my title. That is my deed. And I get it in faith. Faith, which arises from, the hearing, from hearing the word of God, is the title deed, which gives us possessions of the promise of God recorded in that word. I'm almost done here. We're going to put a pin right in a few moments. You're all right. Because you're going to have to go home and chew on this. The word is the deed to our inheritance. 
the word of God is the deed to my inheritance. It is what holds on to people's hearts in all sorts of seasons and trials. Satan would, evil would want nothing more than to break your faith. You know how your faith doesn't get broken? Ingesting this thing, chewing on this thing, living from this thing. I talked about this a lot in the kingdom mind, but like this is not just some history book. This is not just some really good story of a guy named Jesus and the apostles and all the men and women of faith. This is the living, breathing, active word of God that will pierce my heart, that will cut between every part of me that needs to be cut, that is sharper than any double-edged sword. That's a picture of my daughter in Jesus' name. This is what this will do to me, and this is my inheritance. If I'm losing out on faith, it's probably because I'm losing out on studying the word of God. And I'm not here, okay, hear me this, hear me this, please hear me this. I think we got to get over the fact that I'm not here as a believer of Jesus Christ for me to dissect what's in this thing. I need this thing to dissect me. And what we've become is a people that say, I know the word better than so-and-so. I know the word greater than, no, you don't. You need the word to cut your heart. And when it cuts your heart, faith rises up. Because when I come to a place to realize from the Father of who I actually am and where I'm actually at with him, it's not a condemnation. It's not a, it's not a guilt trip. It's an invitation. And so when I get into the word of God and I start reading about men and women of faith that lived out faith-filled ways of life and all those things, and I say, like, why am I not doing that? He said, Jay, because you've lost faith. You've lost trust. You've lost hope. Get back with me and let me fill you with it. And so as I, is this okay? We're almost done. As I read the word of God, as I ingest the word of God, I get to do things that are crazy, wild, anointed, powerful, and I get to do things that are part of the kingdom. If you try to live out faith apart from the word of God, you're living out emotional faith. Straight up. You will say, God told me to do this. And when someone says that to me, I go, okay. There's no arguing when you say God told me to do this. I say, okay. But if you're being honest, we can make up all sorts of things that God tells us to do. Hello? We can make up all sorts of craziness that we say God told me to do that. But no, no, no. And we operate it as like I'm operating it in faith. I've done this. I've been like, God told me to do this. And I go do it in faith, and it smacks me in the face. But when I do it according to his word, his written word, his spoken word, the Holy Spirit breathing on me, faith gets to get activated. Pastor Eric, I'll just come on up and just you, just come and make me sound a little better. I'll close like this, okay? I hope this helps. The word of God is our deed. What the word says, what he says to us in his written word and his spoken word is our inheritance. And so we have to live it out in faith. But if we try to start operating in a manner against the word of God, we will start to live in that fine line of emotional faith instead of steadfast faith. And so I got a a word from the Lord one time, and I I really believe it. It was a word that I was gonna help and make some impacts within the Chicago Police Department. Okay, just go with me for a second. And um, I received that word, and the word of the Lord said, you're gonna do this, but I want you to just hold steady. What did I do? 
I went and bought donuts and coffee from Dunkin' Donuts, because why not? And I walked into the police station looking like a clown with all these men and women going, what is wrong with this dude? Who are you? And I handed them donuts and coffees. And I said, hi, I'm, you know, JP, I'm from so-and-so church. They said, what do you want? I was like, oh, I'm here (laughs) on assignment, (laughs) on assignment from the Lord. Faith, I got faith to do this. (laughs) And they looked at me and took the donuts and coffee and said, thanks. I was crushed. And the Lord said, I didn't tell you to do that. I didn't tell you to operate that way. I told you, I gave you a word for you to go and rest on it, to pray into it in faith. And I told you that I would tell you to go when it's time to go. Fast forward five years. Five years. Well, six years. Forgive me, six years. I'm at a gathering with pastors and Chicago police and a whole bunch of other things. And man, I was so charged. Guys, there's actually really good things happening in our city. Can I just tell you that? I know you don't get to see it all. I was in a room with a whole bunch of people from all different backgrounds of life, all different neighborhoods, all different representation, and they were lifting up the name of Jesus. People that I was like, I've seen you on TV. Saying, Lord, help us. So there's like good things happening. So I'm there and they start talking about how they're doing some things with some different individuals in the city and that I, got, I, got, I came home and I told Rachel, I said, I have this feeling, once again, a feeling, but I really felt like it was faith in my heart that I'm, I'm gonna get called to go do this. My phone rings three days later. Hey, Pastor JP, we need to meet with you. Can you come over? And I said, sure. I came over and they said, hey. And they just hand me some like paperwork and stuff. They're like, you're gonna start doing this I was like, did you want to ask me for my permission? They said, no, you're going to start going into the city and you're going to start ministering to some people that really need the ministry of uh, of the Father. And you're going to have, and they said this, you're going to have an all-access pass to the police force, District 12, in your neighborhood. I said, excuse me? They said, you can walk in whenever you want. They're going to know you. They're going to begin to know you. You can pray for for them. You can pray for their families. You can pray for their children. I said, oh my goodness. That was, that was now done in faith. Are you with me? I'm just trying to tie the points that we can say God told me to do all this and God might have said in a way for you to do something. But if it's not like breathing with him, it's not, if it's not taking time to let him breathe into it and, and speak to it, it becomes emotional faith. We don't, the world does not need more emotional Christians. It doesn't. The world needs faith-filled Christians that live according to his word, that say, this is, the, this is the substance of heaven that's filling my life right now. I'm gonna live by this thing. So I'm gonna trust when Jesus speaks to me, and I'm gonna trust when he tells me to stop. I'm gonna trust when he tells me to go. I'm gonna trust, me when, trust him when he tells me to love. I'm gonna trust him when he tells me to give. I'm gonna trust him when he tells me to serve. I'm gonna trust him when he tells me that he's gonna be everything that I need. I'm gonna trust him when he says everything's gonna be all right. I'm gonna trust him when he tells me that I get peace that surpasses all understanding. I get to trust him when he says, you don't have to live by anxiety. And, and depression and fear. I'm going to trust him because that's my inheritance. I get to trust him. I get to live by faith with it. And so next week, we'll talk about the second half of that verse, yeah? Yeah? Bow your heads, close your eyes.